Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jay, the plug, the host of the Fantasy Football Plug podcast. And before I get started today, I want to say thank you to everybody, first off, for listening, subscribing, viewing my YouTube, just to everybody who's out there who has been helping me to build the brand that I am trying very hard to, to, to keep building up. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. <clears throat> And um, what I'm about to say might lose some of you. I don't know why it would, but if it does, it's, then it does. Uh, what is happening in this day and age, not even this day and age, what has been happening for longer than I've been alive, longer than most of you out there have been alive, to the black community is a travesty for lack of a much stronger word. Travesty is almost, I apologize, is almost a, uh, God, almost an insult because of how horrific everything has been. Um, Look, it has to change. Something has to change. I completely take my hat off to NBA players, football players, any athlete who decides that they want to not play football, basketball, or any sport because of, because it can bring attention to this, I mean, this, this despicable way of life right now. I mean, I I don't know, maybe I'm better at typing this than I am speaking it. I apologize if I'm not being as eloquent as I, as I thought I would be in my brain, but it all comes from the heart. I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say that I am disgusted with this country. Like, I just, God. <clears throat> it's heartbreaking. My heart weeps for the black community and the things that they are going through and being put through and have been put through for so long. And it has to change. Jacob Blake shot in his back seven times in front of his kids. Anybody saying he was going for a knife, I don't give a shit. If you're a police officer, I was a police officer. I've said this a hundred times and they teach you how to do hand-to-hand combat with somebody who is holding a knife so you don't have to unload your weapon on somebody. Or did they just, maybe the police department had it in mind for just white folks, I don't know. I don't know. And I know I have police officers who follow me and I know people have family members who are police officers. And listen, I know they're not all evil, but I'm telling you, the ones that aren't, you need to get the fuck out there and say something. You need to get out there and try and make a change. Sorry. It's, uh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this anymore. Um, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Jacob Blake. Uh, and countless, countless others.
I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, uh, for those of you who know me, I have black nephews that my sister adopted and I'm terrified for them. I'm terrified for my friends. And, uh, Uh, I sit and think every day of what <clears throat> excuse me I'm sorry it's hard for me to talk I have a large Adam's apple <laughs> so uh, when I get choked up, it's hard for me to continue to speak. So when I start speaking, I choke up even worse. So please, please forgive me. This is a terrible recording, but it's not about the recording. It's about telling you all how I feel and fuck the consequences. This is more important than fantasy football, and this is more important than a podcast or interviews or a YouTube channel or any amount of money or any sport. <sighs> anyway, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I can't, I can't continue to... Um, I can't continue to get through it, so I'm going to sign off, but I promise you, um, from the bottom of my heart, I'm with you, and uh, I won't, I will not be silent, I'll continue I'll continue to shout alongside you and do anything I can to help. Y'all be blessed, be safe, and for fuck's sake, take care of each other. Love each other. Everybody's human. Everybody's a human being. I'm out. Is Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots. He's won three Super Bowls. How? He cheated. He even got caught cheating, and nobody cared. Bill Belichick proved that in America it's okay to cheat as long as you cheat your way to the top. Tune in, this is where it's at. The fantasy football plug podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh, yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the fantasy football plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the fantasy football plug podcast. Let's go. Yo, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. I, of course, am Jay, the Fantasy Football Plug, bringing you yet 
another episode of the Fantasy Football Plugs 32-team Fantasy Football Relevance. Coming to you today with the uh, with the New England Patriots. Uh, God, this one's going to be boring to me. I just... I'm going through the 32 teams, ladies and gentlemen, and I appreciate you hanging in there with me. Past couple episodes have been kind of rough because I've been so damn tired, but <coughs> just just hang in there. I promise they get better and better as the day goes and as we get closer and closer to the season. I'll start doing these in the afternoon or at night whenever I get home from work, so I'll be a little bit more awake. So please, please, please forgive me. Um, so I guess... Uh, Let's just get into it, shall we? The New England Patriots. Cam Newton. What can I say about Cam Newton? Newton signed with the Patriots following nine seasons in Carolina. The dual-threat quarterback was playing some of the best ball of his career in 2018, but that campaign was cut short by a late-season shoulder injury and a foot injury derailed his 2019 campaign. Newton attempted only 89 passes and ran the ball five times in two games prior to being shut down for the season. Now that he's 31 years old, it's fair to wonder whether he can still be a factor with his legs, and if not, can he make up for it with his arm? Even missing two games in 2018, Newton finished top five at the position in carries, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns for the eighth consecutive season, so it's very possible he has something left in the tank. I think he does. I like Cam Newton. He's worth a late-round flyer, as he'll be back on the QB1 radar if he beats out Jarrett Stidham. And he will beat out Jared Stidham. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jared Stidham, Tom Brady was out, and Stidham and or Cam Newton are in as the Patriots quarterback. Um, in 2019, fourth-round pick attempted only four passes during his rookie season, though he did impress during the preseason by completing 61 of 91 attempts at 67%. For 731 yards, which is 8 yards per attempt, 4 touchdowns, and 1 interception, as well as 88 rushing yards. Excuse me. (coughs) The 23-year-old was very conservative, 7.7 average depth of target, and protected the ball well with 36 touchdowns to 11 interceptions during 27 starts at Auburn, which fits the mold of what Brady brought to the table in 2019. Stidham is obviously a huge unknown, and his supporting cast is average at best. So his best viewed, I think he's best viewed as a dynasty hold um, and lottery ticket flyer in a QB two, or two QB season long leagues. So you know, <clears throat> Cam's gonna take the job, obviously. And since Cam got there, I've been hearing nothing but bad shit about Stidham. Um, in any of the, you know, any of the reports, but you know, who knows if that's true. Bill Belichick is quote unquote a football genius and whatever. I mean, you know, everybody can be, I mean, shit, if you cheat on your SATs, you're a genius. If you don't get caught. So y'all know where my opinion is on this. I'm just bitter. Anyway, even when Tom Brady was on the Patriots roster, there had been an increased emphasis on running the ball and it will continue this year. They will show multiple backfield combinations. Sony Michelle will be their main runner. They signed fullback Dan Vitale, or Vitale, I'm hoping I'm not butchering that, to replace retired James Devlin. James White will, con- and you remember James Devlin, he, he, he would steal goal line, uh, goal line runs and touchdowns. 
Vulture. James White will continue to be the receiving back, and there will be room for Rex Burkhead. Um, so I don't, man, I don't touch any of the backfield in New England. I don't, I just can't, I refuse. The last time that I thought, <clears throat> or I think I owned a piece of the New England backfield was Garrett Blunt and um, Jarvis Green-Ellis, the law firm. Damn, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Do y'all remember? Jeez, that brought me back. Uh, if they don't feel good about Michelle, you could see second-year back Damian Harris get some carries. Who knows? They'll probably let him get carries anyway. Fuck's sake. Sony Michelle. What can I say about Sony Michelle? Uh, Michelle remains New England's lead rusher as he enters his third professional season, but this offense certainly has a different feel to it with Tom Brady out of the picture. Thus far, Michelle has essentially been limited to a situational between-the-tackles hammer roll. In, two, uh, in 29 regular season games, he has played 37% of the snaps and handled 54% of the carries and a 3% share of the targets. Um, so he is not a PPR back by any means. That usage allowed Michelle only two top 20 fantasy weeks in 2019. So <clears throat> just look at that. You've got a guy who's that good because Michelle is a great running back. He is a good runner. If he was on a different team, God. He'd be easily in the top 10 discussion, I believe. Um, but New England's a bunch of assholes. Perhaps New England will lean more on his 2018 first-round pick. I doubt it with Brady gone. But with his non-existent role as a receiver and with James White, Rex Burkhead, and Damian Harris in the fold, Michelle should be viewed as only a flex option in non-PPR leagues. So, <clears throat> I... Again, reiterate, I want nothing to do with the, with the Patriots' backfield. Nothing. I don't want anything to do with any of their team whatsoever, to be completely honest. Maybe, maybe, maybe Cam Newton. Maybe. And I'm not saying defense either, and you'll know why here in a minute. James White coming in second. White has finished as a top 20 fantasy running back each of the past two seasons, but he's a bit of a wild card now that old reliable Tom Brady is out of the picture. He was Brady's safety blanket. We can't bank on carries from White. He has never cleared 94 in a single season, but he has ranked no lower than sixth among backs in targets, catches, receiving yards, and touchdown receptions each of the past two seasons. White is a strong bet to remain New England's primary passing down back, but we can't assume Cam Newton or Jarrett Stidham will target him as often as Tom Brady did, and the safe bet would be to expect less scoring and more run-heavy approach from the Patriots' offense. White still has PPR value, but he's more of a fringe flex with a limited ceiling. Again, I want nothing to do with this backfield. Tom Brady is no longer there. So we have no idea what's going to happen. I understand Cam Newton fed Christian McCaffrey. That's great. Christian McCaffrey was all they had in the backfield. Rex Burkhead. And look, if you look at it like this, Sony Michelle and James White is all they need. That's it. It could be like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. But it's not because... Because Bill Belichick hates your fantasy football team. He does. Bill Belichick hates you. He hates everybody except his son who's monotoned as shit with his stupid fucking mullet. Okay. I got to keep going. Anyway, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Burkhead returns to a crowded backfield in New England that includes Sony Michelle, James White, Damian Harris, 
Oh, and did I mention Brandon Bolden? My bad. Burkhead is entering his age 30 season, having never cleared 74 carries or 38 targets in a season. His best fantasy finish was 39th in 2017. Burkhead would need multiple injuries to emerge as a reliable weekly fantasy starter. And even then, he might not be overly appealing with Tom Brady no longer under center. Um, Burkhead is worth a look only in the deepest of leagues, and I'm talking like 96 team. Oh, and I know I mentioned Brandon Bolden a minute ago, but I'm just going to go ahead and not talk about him because there's nothing relevant. At receiver, they have Julian Edelman and a bunch of mostly unknowns. A key player for them will be Nikhil Harry, however. He's big, he's physical, he's not explosive, but he does have run after the catch ability. They did get some good snaps out of Jacoby Myers, but he needs the scheme to create opportunities for him. Um, So starting off, Julian Edelman. What can I say about Julian Edelman? Uh, Edelman enters his... Age 34 season, fresh off a terrific 2019 campaign in which he finished as a top five wide receiver in routes, targets, and receptions. He finished the year with a career-best seventh-place finish in fantasy points. Edelman has now finished no worse than 17th in fantasy points per game in each of his past six seasons. Despite all of his success, Edelman's stock is on the decline following Tom Brady's departure. The Patriots' offense is a strong bet for a decrease in passing volume and efficiency. And if that weren't bad enough, Edelman is now 34 and has managed only three career 16-game seasons. Edelman figures to remain prominently targeted, but is now best viewed as a wide receiver three with limited, limited upside. Nikhil Harry. The Patriots drafted, uh, excuse me, the Patriots drafted Harry in the first round of 2019 draft. Um, but an injury limited the Arizona State product to a 12 catch for 105 yards and two touchdowns receiving line and only 23 targets in just seven regular season games. Though he operated in a situational role, Harry actually paced the Patriots in targets during their final two games, including the wild card loss to Tennessee. Harry is obviously a strong candidate for a great leap for, uh, for a great leap forward in the second season, especially with little competition for targets behind Julian Edelman. The big question mark here is quarterback play, as Cam Newton's health and Jarrett Stidham's ability are major unknowns. Harry is worth a bench spot because of his upside and pedigree, but he can't be considered a viable flex at the start of 2020. Um, Yeah, Nikhil Harry. um, I just... (laughs) I I can't reiterate this enough. I want nothing to do with the New England Patriots, period. Period. Unless, I mean, maybe... Maybe Cam Newton, if I can pick him up off waiver wires, just to say, holy shit, I picked up Cam Newton off of waiver wires. But other than that, I just, I'm sorry. I don't see this bounce back shit. I just don't. I don't think Cam Newton has enough um, in the offense to help him. Now, listen, I hope he does. I hope he does have a bounce back. I think Cam Newton as a person is awesome. I think as a player, he's awesome. He's got the ability to be Fucking MVP of the NFL. I mean, he was number one on the top 100 not that long ago. But I just don't see us looking at his dab whenever he scores. I just don't see that dab happening much. I just don't. Mohamed Sanu. Sanu is back with the Patriots after being acquired by the team prior to the 2019 trade deadline. Sanu's New England career certainly got off to a slow start. 
the veteran receiver posted the uh, posted a 10 catch for 81 yards and one touchdown receiving line in his second game with the team, but went on to total 10 or excuse me 15 catches for 114 yards during his final seven games. Yikes! Well, that's barely two catches. I mean, that's just terrible. Sanu is entering his age 30 season and hasn't cleared five touchdowns in a season in his career. Plus, Tom Brady is no longer in the picture. Sanu is a fine late flyer in deep PPR leagues. And I mean deep, but there's minimal upside. The tight end drafted in the third round of 2020's draft, Devin Asiasi. Yeah, Asiasi. I hope I'm not butchering that. Out of UCLA, does have some athletic ability, but he's dealing with no offseason and an offseason that is pretty, or excuse me, an offense that's pretty complex. That's not a great start for the rookie. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, <coughs> the defense, last year's leader in points, allowed only 225, or excuse me, last leader in points allowed at 225, yards allowed at 4,414, and receptions remain strong in the secondary. That being said, New England could feel the losses of linebackers James Collins and Kyle Van Noy, but of course the Pats still have the ultimate defensive leader in coach Bill Belichick. He'll probably figure something out. But with so many opt-outs in the defensive side of the ball for the Pats, I doubt they can keep up the elite level of production. Last season, they posted a staggering 310.8 points. I mean, damn. That's quarterback shit. 47 sacks, 25 interceptions, 11 fumble recoveries, 7 touchdowns, a safety, 4 blocked kicks, and 808 return yards. I, I say this all the time. There's a stat out there that the number one defense in fantasy has never repeated. Never. Say it with me. Never. So, it's it stands. But there's a first time for fucking everything. I mean, there really is. There is a first time for everything. You can you can post as many stats as you want or say whatever you want. You never know. You are not God or the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will not be able to tell the future. You are not Miss Cleo. You don't know. However, there are a lot of holdouts. So I don't think I'm going to be aiming at the New England Patriots defense. <clears throat> but <laughs> shit, they do. They still have. Bump and run Gilmore. So, I mean, just with that cat alone, that's still scary as hell. That's like Jalen Ramsey used to be. Um, at their kicker, it is not Goskowski anymore. It's a guy named Justin Rohrwasser. <laughs> yeah. R-O-H-R-W-A-S-S-E-R. Rohrwasser. Gesundheit. Bless you. Not much to say about this kid drafted out of Marshall in the fifth round. Not on my radar. So, <clears throat> that concludes my New England Patriots episode. I think I was asleep half the time that I was reading that stuff, so I apologize for anything I might have said. Uh, you know what? I don't apologize for shit. But, actually, I do apologize if I rambled on a little bit because I'm so tired. But, everybody, I really appreciate you sticking it out with me. I guess I could have just done this episode with the words, Tom Brady is no longer there. And then just just turn the phone off. I, I could have done that. Um, that would have been just as relevant. <laughs> so um, Tom Brady's not there. The New England Patriots are going to be completely different. Bill Belichick might still be able to keep that defense up. Hope Cam Newton comes back and has an awesome year. 
Don't trust their backfield. Don't trust their receivers, except maybe, maybe Nikhil Harry. You were waiting for me to say Julian Edelman, weren't you? Julian Edelman probably won't finish the season like he never does because he's old, he's small, and uh, he plays with that honey badger, you know, to steal somebody else's nickname mentality. He just don't give a fuck. And he, he plays hard. He's a soldier, but he's brittle. He is peanut brittle. Y'all have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Go out, get that money. I'm signing off. I'm out. I'm going to start following the ruse. But this isn't you, Cartman. Yeah, where's the Eric Cartman we know? The Eric Cartman we know breaks the rules, and he gets away with it. Just like his hero. Come on, who's your hero, Cartman? <sighs> Tom Brady. Right, and what does Tom Brady do after breaking the rules? Deny and subvert. Yeah! Yeah, what, well, what would Tom Brady say if he got caught shoplifting? Everybody shoplifts, why are you coming down on me? Yeah! You're Tom Brady, Cartman. And that new principal in there is the football commissioner trying to dictate his punishment to you. And what happens when an invulnerable cheater comes up against an elitist corporate dictator? Perfect storm of hypocrisy that everyone in the country has to deal with for months on end. Yeah! You're right, guys. I'm gonna Tom Brady this thing. Yeah! I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you're not giving me four days of detention. You're only giving me one. Yeah! No, no, to hell with that. You're giving me no days of detention. And then I'm gonna go home and fuck my hot wife. Who's not even that hot. Kinda looks like a dude. Yeah! Tune in, this is where it's at. The Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You know that we got it popping. Oh yeah, that's apparent. Got a shout out to my homie, one and only Jay Parrish. Yeah, tune in, you already know what's up. They call him the Fantasy Football Plug. It's time to turn it up. I bet you can't get enough. Got him bouncing like they in Louisiana, huh, bruh? Hey, the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. Let's go.